do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Not, not, not. Pick, pick, pick. Hello, hello. <laughs> How are you? Well, about the way you would think. Um, you know. Yesterday, I had posted something on Facebook, and, and somebody said, "Well, but how are you doing?" And I said, "Well, I'm just about managing with prayer." And wine. <laughs> That's how I'm doing. <laughs> Don't you mean fine cheese and wine? No, I do not. I wish I did. I can't afford fine cheese. Oh, no. I'm not a fine cheese person. Are you not? I, I know I am. I love fine cheese, but I'm, but I'm not going to some damn fancy-ass South Slope cheese shop so I can spend $500 a pound on a little slice of Stilton. It is not going to be happening. No, no. I will eat Velveeta. Well, you that won't. Is have. The truth. There's good goat cheese around here. Yes, if one likes goat cheese, oh. and as you know, my daughter lives in Ash County, so oh, I've true. got uh, I've got all the cheeses I could ever want anytime <laughs> I go up there. I don't, but I'm just oh, you know how ill I am about all the downtown. I just I I can't even set foot there half the time. I, when I drive to your house, depending on what which way I go, but I I just get amazed at. How not Asheville Asheville has become. I know. You drive down very to so-called South Slope, which used to be such a problematical place. And and I know everybody thinks, well, but I mean, if it was kind of a sleazy place and we've made it really nice, that's good, right? No, no. it isn't. It changes the character and the flavor. And I don't town. know where they thought that, where they get that we were sleazy. Oh, well, we, there, we was, were, stuff, there well, was stuff down down that way, down at the end of Cox. It was a, it was a little bit sleazy. Maybe, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. Some yeah. questionable things. Yes. But we weren't, we, we still weren't that, I mean, comparatively no, speaking. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't New York. It wasn't no. Times Square. It's just that you know, it was not, it was not slick and smart enough for the tourists. So, well, you know, we got to do some investing in that. i tell you what makes me mad, though. I mean, everything makes me mad. Let's just be clear. <laughs> yeah. Anger is my new love language. <laughs> when I go to Market and Eagle Street, when I drive there, I get so angry. Oh. Because that used to be the heart of the black business district in yeah. the town. And now it is all white folks. Are you all kidding the time, me? Rich white folks. And and there are people who will fight me on that, and we will no doubt hear from people who want to fight me on that. But I liked it better when I could go to Fish Skin Express. Yes. Or when I could go, what was that little place that sold soul food that was so good? Um, Mama Chibata or maybe something. Maybe something like that. It was so good. And you could see you could see the black community in action there. Right. And we just don't have that. We don't have that. No, well, we lost our, our, literally, I feel like we lost our soul a long time ago. Yeah. And not just in the black community, but 
about the, all the way. The, all of us, all of us have lost the Years soul Years ago, of it. I said when the when Tom's leaves and the rotating hot dogs <laughs> leave downtown, revolving hot dogs, that'll be the end. And it was. Was it? Yeah. Do you remember that little cafeteria? On the bottom floor, I think it was in the basement of the Northwestern Bank Building. Oh, yeah. I had lunch there many times Did when I too. worked in the Northwest Bank Building. Yeah. And then if you go out that door and around the corner, there was that little built-in, it just looked like part of the wall, and it would slide open, and there was a little restaurant there. Yep. yep. That was, oh, I love that place. I, I loved eating at those well, places. And I still remember old Stone Soup and how good that oh, was. Oh, yeah. Oh, my does Jerusalem Garden exist anymore? Yes, it still does. And we ought to frequent that more often so it doesn't go away. We should. That's the first place I ever heard Chris uh, Rosser. Huh. Yeah, yeah, he used to play there a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, dig. I, I ran into River uh, Gregarian yeah, uh -huh. at, at the shop. Oh, nice. Yes. River is the bass player, I guess, or drummer. He's a percussionist. Yeah, he's the drummer. Yeah. Excuse me. The percussionist. For a band called Free Planet Radio. Yep. And they they lost one of their three members. Yes, they did. Yep. And, but uh, Chris Rosser is the other member, and he's still with us, and he's been a big influence. And I ended up playing that in the shop for oh, the rest of the day. See, I know River because he and I were, our kids were in elementary school together. So we were, Odyssey? No, we were Isaac Dixon parents uh, together. <laughs> And it was, it was so fun. That's cool. Yeah, he's well, a good guy. He's a genius is what he oh, is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, but Asheville, you can't, you can't, you can't twirl a cat in Asheville without hitting a musical genius. That's true. Or at least a musician. I won't give him all genius status. I tell you, the best actors I've ever seen were just these mousy, quiet little people. And you would just see them, have coffee with them. And they, you know, they were intelligent. But they, you know, they weren't much big and shiny about them. But you got those people on stage, and it was a whole different thing. Wow. And to me, that's always been the quality of an actor. Were they it's from awesome. here? Yeah, a lot of them were. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that was true no matter where I've known actors. Is that it's the quiet ones. It's not the ones who are, like, flamboyant all the time off stage. <laughs> but you don't understand, I'm an actor. <laughs> it was the little quiet ones who just kind of, you know, went around their business. Who, you know, you get them on stage, and they're doing Hamlet, and they... They're kicking ass. That's cool. Yeah. I it's been so long since I've been to live theater. God, me too. I mean which that you know, I'm sad about a lot of things that I've missed in the last couple of years. Music and live events and all of that. And we were talking about the last week's podcast. Yeah. yeah. That was your reaction. You were sad too when you heard it. Y'all and I think I posted something about this probably on Facebook, but Hearing, because we had some technical glitch, and Alicia can explain that, that the thing we had recorded didn't work. Mm -hmm. So we pulled that one out of the mothballs. And it was so interesting to me to hear how sassy we were mm -hmm. and that we were having a good time. And, and that was the beginning of 2021 when everything looked up. Yep. We knew there was a, a vaccine coming. We had elected a different president we thought would take the country in a better direction. So we, you can feel the optimism in our mm -hmm. voices about, well, here we are, and let's talk about onions and mushrooms. And, and we just had this wonderful 
surprisingly light tone. Mm-hmm. And then I thought back to the last live podcast y'all had seen, recent podcast that y'all had heard. And that was all about grief and longing and death. And it's just, this year has been hard. And I want to acknowledge that to Mm -hmm. all the people that are listening. Even when, when you and I are sassy and funny and we're dancing at the edge of the cemetery and all that stuff that we do you need to know that we are aware of how hard this is for all of us yeah and i'm not saying all of you it's it's hard on all of us and some for some people it's harder than others so i just want y'all to know that we're aware of that but it was really brought home last week it was hearing the differences in our voices Mm -hmm. well the interesting thing is one of the reasons that I pulled that podcast out mm-hmm. was because the last time we we kind of introduced ourselves, we did it with the January post or or near the end of the year post called We Do Death Well Here. Yes, yes. And it was about the same time of year. Mm-hmm. And this, I think the date on the one that we pu- published last week was maybe January 22nd. So it was about a year ago. Wow. Our first one was about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And the second one I inter- where we kind of introduced ourselves was, was one year ago. And uh, I remember I had COVID right about then. And, you know, and you, you were bringing me soup. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do remember that. You were putting bowls of soup up on the, or, pot, or jars of soup jars up of on, the, jars of soup. on yeah. the porch and everything. And that was so nice. Um, but, but yeah, I th- that was kind of over. I was at the, what I thought was going to be the end of COVID mm-hmm. for me. Yep. And we were both thinking we'd be soon bulletproof. Right. We'd be bulletproof. We could do those road trips. We've been talking about road tripping for Forever. two years. Yeah. And we just have not been able to do it. So yeah. I just want all of our listeners to know that, that we know, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, we're not going to BS you and pretend everything is sunny and rosy. Because basically what we're asking of ourselves, and we want to model that for you, is that we're going to grab the joy that we can grab. Mm-hmm. But be aware that not everybody is joyful right now. That yeah. good friends of ours have lost people that they love. We have lost people that we love. Mm-hmm. There is sickness in both of our families right now. Yeah. And, and we are going to try to make the best of it, always, with your help. Right. To to get all of us to the other side, whatever that looks like. And it's not going to look like what we think it is. I know that much. Well, it's not going to look like the world looked three years ago. Oh, no. No, no, no. If, if magically uh, COVID disappeared right now, yeah. it still would not go back to looking like it did three years ago. So if you're holding on to that, it might be time to reexamine. And, and to understand that you have to evolve. And that very definition includes the word change. So it may not feel right, but it's going to happen anyway. It, it's true. And, and if we feel like we are covered over, though, with death and disease, that's not, that's not going to help mm-hmm. us to just absorb all that grief and sadness and not have a counterpoint to it. Yeah. So I think for all of us, we have to find the things that that make the world a good place. And hold on to them. Yep. 
as long as you can and understand that things are going to change. So uh, the older, if you're lucky enough to get old. <laughs> in, and isn't that the truth? If you're lucky enough to get old, then you too will know great sadness because you will outlive more people than young people usually do. And yeah. you'll be sad about the way the times have changed. Just like, uh, just like Byron and I kind of rail against the way the environment has changed and our neighborhood has changed. It's and, true. you know, we rail against it, even though we understand that this is part of it. But uh, change happens. Change happens. So we can maybe influence the direction that the change goes. As, yeah, especially maybe, maybe. as people who practice and work and are actively doing their work. Yes. Whatever that yes. is. You know, if, whether it's taking care of a garden or a baby or doing some other job out there or doing some job of work, as we say. You yeah. can, there are things we can do. But through these last two years, if I have learned one thing, it circles on the ground, like you said. That's the one thing I, know, I can be sure that I can have an impact is when I'm working locally. I, that's really helped me. Yeah, yeah. And the more, the more we stress that, the better we're all going to be. Yeah. And uh, getting to know your neighbors thing and yeah, that's a real that, thing. All of that is going to be important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was when I was quarantined. Yeah, having sure, getting sure. to wave at the neighbors and stuff like that, walking by. Yeah, that was a big deal to me. Yeah, yeah. it's the reason I wasn't wearing my gown and house coat. Because <laughs> you never knew. Have you? I, I've seen those women. They used to sit on the porch when we would drive down nineteen twenty three, and they'd all have these big porches, you know, mm-hmm. and they'd be out there sitting there in their house code and some of them might have curlers yes. in their hair or something yes. but I did not do that I did wear the fuzzy house shoes a couple of times but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm one of those funny people I, I guess I kind of hit the ground running I get up in the morning and I immediately change into what I'm aware that day do you really? yeah and I might change I mean I might change later in the day like yesterday I was doing a lot of work in the in the house and in the yard so I just wore some you know grubby clothes and then I had a thing last night that I had to dress up for, so I, I changed. It was like Downton Abbey. I changed in the day. But normally, yeah, I just get up and and I, you know, go to the bathroom, do my business, and I get dressed and brush my teeth and wash my face and go make coffee. Practical. Well, yeah, because I just never know. I never know. I never know. Well, when I, when I didn't, I do what I have to do when I wake up. But I really like to wake up slow. Yeah. I and mean, yeah. just kind of ease into the day. Yeah. Now, I generally don't get too much. But <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't but mean I don't like, like it. That's, I, that's exactly what I like to do. But, uh, yeah, I don't get to do that that much. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, and you drink coffee, too, don't you? I drink coffee or tea. It just depends on my mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been drinking iced coffee lately. All right. That's not exactly true. Here's the thing is, I got a coffee press. So I'll drink a cup of coffee in the morning, and then if I forget to clean up the coffee press, there's still coffee in it the next day. <laughs> so I just go ahead and pull it, pour it out and put some almond milk in it. 
That sounds it. good, actually. And, I mean, sometimes I heat it up, but mostly I just go, yeah, it's fine. Drink, you're drinking <laughs> it for the caffeine <laughs> at that point? Well, and because it's creamy, you know, I've got, I've got almond milk in it. It tastes good. Mm -hmm. But I also drink a big glass of water first thing in the morning. Do you? That's I real do. smart. I do. I forgot about that. That's one of those things that you really should do. Oh, yeah. Because it has that effect of just cleaning out the toxins that are left in your system. It mm -hmm. just gets them out because they build up maybe through the night. That makes sense to well, me. Well, and most people who hydrate, if you, you know, if you have eight hours where part of it you're sleeping and the other part mm -hmm. you're getting ready to sleep, mm -hmm. then that's eight hours without any hydration at all. And most that's of us, true. most of us wouldn't go all day without drinking a little drink of water or herbal tea or something like that. So. Yeah, I try to do that. Squirt a little bit of lemon juice in it, or sometimes a little apple cider vinegar. That's smart. I'm and I have that first thing in the morning. Fire cider in the morning or at night? Or uh, well, I'm out of fire cider right now. It's uh, it's making. It'll be ready actually in about four days. Oh, wow. And I usually do that in the morning after I have my oatmeal, because I have oatmeal in the morning. And I'll have a slug of fire cider. I know. Well, <sighs> I used to be a person with a cast iron stomach. As I've gotten older, that is not always true. But, yeah, I like it. The fire cider, I think, really stimulates my system. Yeah, it does. And I really like that. Hmm. The old medicines are starting to come back, I think. The poultice. Uh, well, I recommended to somebody the other day. They thought they weren't sure if they had COVID or not, and they couldn't get a test, and or they weren't going to get a test. I don't remember what their rationale was, but... I said, well, if it was me, I'd get me a big stinky onion, fry it up, and then I'd put a potato in it, and maybe some garlic and a lot of hot sauce and uh, and pepper, and I'd, just, I'd eat that as hot as I could. And they went, is that like a cure for COVID? And I said, it's a cure for everything. Because <laughs> I can't tell you to have elderberry tincture, because no. there's, it is, many herbalists say it is contraindicated for COVID, and others argue because, of course, they argue. Everybody argues. Yeah. It's yeah. like, this is the only point. Well, here's the opposite point, and it is the only point. Anyway, so I always say just, you know, do fire cider, do that old mountain remedy of stinky onions and <laughs> onion poultices and mustard plaster and all that, all that stuff that, God, when our grandmas did it to us, we were like, could you find a modern medicine? Can I just take some Robitussin? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> no, ma'am. Mustard, mustard plaster is going to take care of that. Let me put some of this Vicks Vapor Rub on the bottom of your feet and put some dirty socks on. That'll cure you. That, that will help. That it really will help. help. I wish to God I could say it didn't, but I can't. Well, it makes sense. I mean, your feet are the biggest pores on your body. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, but if you want to do, do it a different way, Get some essential oil and yes. don't put it directly on your skin. No, okay? not without dilute. Right. right, dilute it and put it in something you feel comfortable, like a carrier like almond oil. And then put it on the bottom of your feet. Go to bed. Put the socks on. Go to bed. That's right. Yeah. People laugh at me. I, I sleep in socks all the time, not because my feet are cold, but because I just Stuff like that. Yeah. I've got this stuff. Oh, you know, I'm always trying all this crazy stuff. <laughs> it's called Blue Emu Oil. Oh, I've it's heard a of lotion. that. Lotion. It's a, it's a lotion. Yeah, I've heard of that. And I had some I'd tried, and it, I, I didn't like it particularly well for what I was using it for. But by golly, you put that on your little <laughs> feet at night, and it kind of stimulates them. I was like, mm. 
Then you put on your spa socks to sleep in, and your feet will be a little bit tingly. And in the morning, you wake up and your feet are smooth. I and well they feel good. Oh, I didn't. I've never. I mean, I didn't know what blue emu. I've heard of it. I didn't know what it I did. It was on sale at the drugstore one day, and I thought, huh. I never had that before. It's got emu oil because I love emu oil. It's really good stuff. Our friend Vanessa for years made make this potion called Dead Bird. And her, I believe her crazy son, but it might have been some other crazy person in her family or extended family, uh, was given an emu that they then uh, slaughtered. And she rendered out the emu oil, and she used it for this thing called dead bird, which would, I tell you, that stuff would cure anything. Warts, uh, wounds, rosacea. I mean, <laughs> she would just say, here, here, have a little pot of this uh, dead a bird. Dead bird. And it would uh, fix it right up. That's interesting. I wonder what it did to do. Ah. Now, whatever happened to her, is she still? Vanessa. Mm -hmm. Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa, oh, Vanessa. Yeah. What happened to her? Oh. She died and went to the bosom of Abraham. I'm sorry. Poor yeah. Abraham's having to deal with her. Going, <laughs> you call this a house? <laughs> Abraham, you get busy. You get busy because I'm going to need some knitting needles. <laughs> do you think she would do that? Yes, I she think she, oh, I think she absolutely would. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I, I don't have any cure like that that I could tell you about, but I remember being told about somebody who went behind the barn to the other doctor, the alternative doctor in Robbinsville, uh, not not Dr. Nettie, but the one across the street, and, uh, and drank something, a glass of something tasted, <laughs> that tasted nasty, and it had slightly, it had a tint to it, and uh, said it cured him of his uh, leukemia. Oh, was that Essiac? Might have been. Because Essiac has got like every herb known to man in it, and it tastes oh, nasty. I, I really and don't it's know. it's known as a cancer cure. E-S-S-I-A-C. -S 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 yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Nobody ever would come out and tell me what it was. But they, they would. that was part of the legend of that woman. And they would they would tell me all about it so that I could remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's all that stuff. And. I would never encourage people to ignore their doctor, um, but you know, those those old things they worked. Yeah, sometimes they but, didn't always work one hundred percent. But you know what? In all those remedies, those home remedies, which they didn't have to follow any kind of FDA standards uh -huh. or anything, yeah. I never once heard anybody prescribe horse dewormer <laughs> or bleach. <laughs> No, nor did I. Nor did I. <laughs> Which leads me to my next Because they wouldn't have had horse dewormer back in the day. They oh, would have given yeah. them a, a, a water. I mean, I think it was usually a water that black walnuts had soaked in mm -hmm. because black walnuts will take care of internal parasites. Mm -hmm. So a horse would get a big old bucket full of that, maybe with some honey stirred up in it so it was a little more palatable. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, so all you people who are taking horse dewormer, maybe you just get you some black walnut hulls and soak them and that take water care of Take it. a drink and see what Why happens. Why not? See what happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what do I, I know? I'm not a doctor. Don't listen oh, to me. No. I ain't a doctor. Well, uh, that reminded me of my next t-shirt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. 
And I wish I could say that I thought of this, but I, I saw it on the internet, that internet. Um, it was a copy of a tweet, and somebody said, he died doing what he loved. And then there was a colon, and the next line was, owning the libs and free of worms. Being free of worms. Being free of worms. So. <laughs> there was a book. It's probably 20 years ago now that uh, was written by somebody who grew up in this area, and it was a fictional book. And if I called its name and its author, you'd go, "Oh, yeah, that book." Um, and in it, the, there's a character who dies, a little girl who dies, and worms come out of her mouth. Oh, it was so horrible, so horrible. <laughs> and I thought, did they not know about black walnuts? <laughs> did they not know about that? What the hell was wrong with that family? Didn't they have nobody in the cove that could say? I think this young, look at her belly, I think this young one's got worms. And they go, well, I just happen to have a bottle of this black walnut tincture. You just give her some that, and she'll run those right out. Well, that's the thing. That's that's the way medicine used to be. Uh-huh. But it wasn't this whole uh, wholesale, how fast can I get you in and out? We're going to charge you for a 24-minute appointment, but you actually only have three minutes. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm supposed to do... Uh, I have five, of those in an hour. No, it's way more than that now. Way more than that. They're supposed to be seeing 30 people an hour. Well, there is a commercial now on TV because, you know, I'm writing a book, so I have the TV on just kind of as company. And there's a commercial with this doctor, this new doctor's office, and the doctor will walk you out to your car, and you will see the doctor. The doctor does this. And I was laughing about it, and I, I went, wait a minute. My doctor did walk me out one time because yeah. I love my doctor. And he had, his brother-in-law, I think, this is a story, it's close enough, had sewed a special leather uh, saddle for his motorcycle. So he was telling me about that during my appointment. And so he walked out with me to show me the seat on his motorcycle. I said, sorry, my doctor did that. That ain't nothing. That ain't no thing. My doctor done it. That's cool. I got a doctor who... I remember going to the office one time to do a photo shoot of his guitar. Whoa. So, <laughs> I got that photo in my iPad right now. Yes, we, yeah. we do. He's a great doctor. I really enjoy him. Uh, and he's a guitar player. Well, evidently. He's, I wonder if, I bet he was a doctor before he's a guitar player, or he'd still be a damn guitar player and he'd be living in somebody else's house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that because yes, that's true. Because you've observed it over and over yes. and over again. My friend Brian has the joke of why do guitar players date younger women? Because older women know better. Mm. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a good one. Well, this guy, I've got one doctor that, guitar playing doctor. I've got another doctor that I no longer trust. And I'm looking for another one. Because he ain't looking for, because he ain't a guitar player? No, it had nothing to do with the guitar. No, I'm sure that <laughs> has to do with some things, some attitudes, and some things that he said that have caused me to lose confidence in his yep. ability to reason. Yep. I just, yeah, I don't want to put my life in his hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and that that is really important. We went to this thing. Y'all, when you get old like me, and not Alicia, because she ain't old enough yet. For no, I'm there. I'm but there. When, right? No, you ain't. When mm -hmm. you're old enough to be, people be thinking you're retired, which Alicia has accused me of being when she knows I'm damn well not. You're not retired. Anyway, <laughs> we get these invitations, we old people, 
to come to these fancy ass dinners and then they present something. Here is our portfolio of what we can do for you so that you blah, blah, blah. So we went to one of them things last night at the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Oh my God, the food was so good. It was, was it? So good. And the presentation was, it was fine. I mean, I think the guy who was doing the presentation had just gotten facial hair. That's how young oh. he was. He's like a little bit of baby boy. He's like the current weatherman on yes. So, And he was charming, and, you know, he had a lot of information, blah, blah, blah. So I look over at one point at my husband, and I go, is any of this new to you? And he goes, no. <laughs> I said, really? You know all that? And he said, yes. I said, well. Uh, all right then, I guess we just came for dinner. And he said, yes, we came for dinner. <laughs> and by golly, it was so good. Was it? Oh, I can't even, I can't even. The vegetable that came out, I, I know, y'all, Ruth, Chris, y'all need to just let us do your. Go to the you senior need, presentation yourself. You, no, you need, to, you need to give us money to present about you on this podcast. You need to support this podcast. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think so. They do this cream spinach, and I swear, you think about cream spinach, you think, uh, how, how, oh my God, I wanted to just dump my face into it and just suck it all in my mouth. Really? That, it was so good. So good. <laughs> you would think I had not eaten in weeks. Like, oh my God, look at this steak. Look, it's an eight ounce ribeye. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I know enough. people who go there love it. I've never been. Yeah, and I've never seen what the price is because I only go there when I get invited by fancy people who want to manage my money, which I ain't got. <laughs> you know, I ain't, I ain't got money. They make assumptions my it's husband, their problem. My, uh, my husband's got money. I ain't got money. Well, again. That's yeah. all that is. So, and he already knew it, so he's like, eh, whatever. I'll tell you, I want some fresh seafood. And I want to cook it myself mm -hmm. after I've picked it up at the seashore at the market. or the market on the seashore. My yeah. friend Sarah. Hey, Sarah. My friend Sarah used to live on Wadmaw Island down south of Charleston. And she lived on Marina Road. Wow. So when I would leave Sarah's house, after, when we went down to visit her, I would go down to the marina with my coolers in the back of my car. Mm -hmm. And I would buy shrimp that had just come in off the boat. It was that fresh. Wow. I should have just taken it back to her house and cooked it then, but I didn't. Then I drove yeah. up into the mountains, but golly, such good shrimp. We, we've eaten some bisque as it came off, the, it just came off the boat, and it's there's nothing like no, it. No, Man, I see I want to do that. I do. Yeah. Can you tell I want to go to the beach? I can tell. I got the beach instinct. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do it. A lot of people are really, they're about getting to the beach if they're not at the beach already. Yeah, I mean, I love to go to the beach. We've talked about this. Yeah, this we've time been to the year. beach. Yeah, and this, this time, time of year, this time of year is perfect because it, you know, you wear a sweater at the beach and stay warm, and nobody's down there. Yeah, being jackasses and yeah. whatever. Well, by beach, I do not mean Myrtle. Well, no. no. I mean, no. when I say beach, I mean folly. Yeah. Or I mean, you know, like the Outer Banks. Uh, when I say it, I mean you know somewhere that's. But now I am going to Florida in March to do a festival. On the beach? No. no. <laughs> it's up in northern part of, of Florida. But I might just zip on by the beach, either in uh, Georgia or South Carolina. Jekyll Island is a beautiful place. 
Have you ever been there? No, it is too rich for me. I can't no, go it's to not. Chapel Island. No, there's that's nothing there. That's for all there. the fancy people. No, 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 you could. What am I thinking of the fancy people? Well, reach? you don't have to, I don't know, but Jekyll Island's not it. Huh. It's got a lot of history there. And it's oh, got it a does lot have of a lot of history for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and beautiful. It's so beautiful. You need to go there and get you a uh, a photo shoot by, down by the stones, the rocks there that they mm. have. And all that they've got the thing about Jekyll Island is, um, and I'm trying to find some pictures now, is that they've got very colorful sunsets uh -huh. and sunrises, and then they have all of these trees that are kind of swallowed by the beach at some point, and so they're dead limbs sticking up out of the sand, and it's just a kind of a creepy, beautiful setting. They also have an abandoned amphitheater right there. You can, If you can stand the mosquitoes and you're not afraid of the gators, um, <laughs> you can get some awesome pictures there. I guess. I, I and, guess I should be more afraid of gators than I am. Yes, you should be. <laughs> but I, I find them kind of interesting. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not interesting, but... I, I don't know that I would be real interested in hanging out with them. And that's just being serious there. Uh, but, yeah, you need to check out, because it's 95 miles from Jacksonville or so. Huh. I will have to check it out and see. Yeah, I'm still looking for these. I know. Now, y'all, you can't see us, but we both have got our, our devices out. Here we go. Oh, what's that? Really? Is it Tybee Island? What is the island where all the rich people go? That's Tybee and Folly. No, well, rich people used to sure. folly. Yeah, so there's Jekyll Island. See, it's mostly oh, just... Oh, well, that's pretty. Yeah. And they've also got a, a, a pod of... Maybe it's St. Simon's Island. Is that where yes, rich people Yes, that's go? where they go. All right. Now, here's the... This is the beach. Oh, See how still goodness. that water is? Oh. Wait, that's not the beach. Oh, yeah. And this part is just beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, it can be really macabre. And I could just see you getting a photo shoot there. Check that out. Isn't that wow. something? Oh, how beautiful. Look at that. Y'all yeah, can't tell, but she she was looking at a photograph of the beach. And it's so pretty. Yeah, yeah it was. Y'all, we love you. Mm -hmm. And if sometimes we seem, I don't know, obsessed with things. We are, <laughs> but we're no obsessed by them than you are. We're just all in the same we're pointing it out. Yeah. I was going to say we're all in the same boat, but we're not. Some people are in leaky boats. My boat ain't fancy, but right now, knock on wood, it ain't leaky. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But I'm grateful it's not leaky. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, exhibiting my gratitude. That's kind of my, my attitude is um, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, but uh, I'm going to make the best of it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And, you know, we've got a talented group of people around us. We sure do. Yeah, and on Facebook too. That I was thinking about this. Oh, okay, let me ask the class. Oh, the class. Or the, hey, <laughs> hey, class. Sorry, I was thinking about a class. I'm thinking about doing class, and you tell me what you think about it. Well, because I was thinking, there are a lot of us who really set great store by the people that we have met online. Uh -huh, we've made friends sure. with them. We've been through stuff with them. 
you know, we think about them, they think about us. We just have never met each other physically mm -hmm. in the same geographic location. But are they my tribe? They're my digital tribe. Yeah, yes. For sure. So, okay. And there's also a big group of us who we have familial expectations. Just so now, what that is. That's well, a, that's, that's where, words. that's where. You don't want to act this way or do this thing because you don't want to disappoint your great aunt. You or, don't want to shame yeah, somebody. Right, right. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. people who say you shouldn't pay any attention to that. But for those of us who are lucky enough to have a family, yeah. then we you might understand that place. Yeah. And because, you know, maybe they don't want to know that you're a pagan or a practitioner of any kind. Yeah. And maybe you don't want to share that for some reason. Anyway, my point is, I'm thinking about offering a class about your digital legacy oh, and how to handle idea. yourself, how you, sh what to do so that when you die, things are handled the way that they need to be. Yes, I think that's really important. You think that's a good class? Yes, I do. I'd love it if you'd consider teaching with me at some point. I'd be so honored. Oh, I know you generally don't, That'd but the other thing is your friends are going to want to celebrate you or memorialize you some way digitally. And so you can get that dealt with and figure it out. We yeah. could have like a funeral planning party, a digital yeah. funeral planning party well, at, during the class. We we talked about that. I don't remember something I did online in the past month. Yeah, you had a yeah, yeah, and that had a really good response to the idea of having a party where you plan your own funeral. Why not? And we'd all bring our drink of choice with us, and we'd all do like a live stream and... We talked about what we wanted. Maybe it should be, you know, a, two or three classes yeah. because that's a lot of information to put into one it and is. have and have you do the live part. This is how I want my friends to handle it live. And, and a I'll friend of mine is coming to town, um, and I don't know that I can whip up her information fast, but she does that whole death midwife thing. Oh, yeah. Um let me see, and she's coming here to Asheville uh, I'm on, uh, in April, April the 8th, 9th, and 10th. The Death of Midwife is the name of this. It's a retreat. It's going to be in Black Mountain. Um, yeah, on those dates. And I will put that in the, in the calendar because mm -hmm. I need to, to see what that's all about. But that looks really good, too. And then you get a certificate, mm -hmm. you know. That says you can do that. I feel like I'm doing that all the time. Um, I oh. remember um, years, God, years and years and years ago, uh, everybody was dying. My my grandmother died. My father died. A lot of elders around me died, 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 died. And I remember saying to the universe, uh, "I get it. Thanks. I can. Uh, I you're saying I can deal with death. Thank you so much." And then. Uh, and then it didn't stop, and I just kept having to deal. And then my cousin died, and my mother, and my other cousin, and I just was present there doing that. Um, so I feel like I don't really need training. I had on-the-job training, doing sitting with people when they're dying. It's not. It's, it's not rocket science. It's a tradition. It's a family tradition. Maybe. I don't think my family ever did any of that. We we definitely did in my family. We had the, the people who were the the ones who would make the food and the ones who would go oh, and sit with somebody. Oh, and, yeah. 
all of that, you know, and, and it, it's like a rite of passage too, when you get to the point that they invite you in the living room to sit with the grownups and talk about the person who died. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're supposed to be out back playing or washing the dishes <laughs> or washing the dishes. Yeah. That's exactly right. That doesn't happen anymore either. Washing dishes. Well, no, have, having children that you want them to get go play or that you can count on them being <laughs> washing the dishes. Oh, God. Yeah, I, know. I was talking to my baby today. My baby is 30 years old. And she was saying she she's this job she really likes. And she her bosses are just there. Mace, she's such a hard worker. Well, she's always been a hard worker. When she was a child, she worked hard. It was, and I don't know that I instilled that in her or threatened her. Anything, but I wouldn't but she, doubt it. She was has always been a really hard worker and terribly responsible. Too responsible, to be honest. Well, yeah, you should be proud. I am proud. Yeah. I'm proud. Oh, busting my buttons. Proud. Of her. She's a good kid. <laughs> and of course, she's not a kid. She's thirty years old. She's a. Uh, now, that doesn't seem as old as it used to. Now, I can tell no, you that. golly. <laughs> 30 years back doesn't seem very far at I all. I guess we can't sing that song, Hope I Die Before I Get Old. <laughs> There's a lot of songs like that that we pretty much cannot sing. Uh-huh. The Beatles song, When I'm 65. When I'm 64. 64, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that's one. That I mean, there's COVID a lot of them. Year. That was the first year of COVID for me. I was 64. Oh, when I'm my. 64, we're going to have a global pandemic. <laughs> And thousands and th- hundreds of thousands of people are going to You know, America, the United States, is coming up on a million people, a million dead people. Yep, I do know that. We're at well, almost 900,000 well, now. We, we had more than one pandemic at the same time, too, because we, we just didn't realize it at the time that we had a pandemic of people revealing themselves to be dumbasses. <laughs> I mean, honestly. What does that shirt, you, that shirt say that you it's, got? It says... It started as a virus and then mutated into an IQ test. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It just—I swear. I mean, and these are my people. A lot of these people are my people, and I love them. But damn, you can take stubborn to a fine art, and a lot of these people have done it. Well, you, you ain't telling me what to do. You ain't my damn daddy. Well, how many times have I said that? But I did not say that to Dr. Fauci. I just went ahead and, and took the took the shot. Well, I'm I'm hearing there's just so much misinformation, and people are so convinced that they're right and everybody else is wrong, and they forgot that they get to have any opinion as they want, as long as it doesn't affect me. There were. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to purposefully, you know, cause them to be sick. No, I'm, no. no I'm, I don't have that kind of arrogance to think that, oh, no, no virus will touch my my glistening pink skin. <laughs> no, hell. I mean, oh, sorry. I mean, I just, I don't get it. That's some entitlement there. Well, and the notion that, well, the Lord will protect me. It was like, huh? you know, have you read that verse? Do not tempt the Lord your God. Have you read yeah. that verse? <laughs> Maybe the Lord gave you common sense for a reason well, or a brain, let's you would say. Think. Yeah. I don't know. It's that joke. You know that joke about the fella in the flood and he's just praying that God's going to rescue him. And then yeah. the motorboat comes by and, and then something else comes by and he goes, No, no, God's going to save me. Then, you know, the helicopter and then he drowns and he gets to heaven. And he goes, I thought you said you're going to save me. And God said, 
Well, damn, I sent a motorboat and a canoe and a helicopter. What the heck did you want me to do? That's right. Maybe maybe what they were praying for showed up in the form of a vaccine, and they're so damn busy worrying about Dr. Fauci and whether or not somebody is paying somebody off or or somebody's testicles are getting big or something. I don't know. I've heard so much craziness that... <laughs> You know you heard that, right? I mean, <laughs> yes, it's just the, ridiculous. The latest thing was, and it might have been David Cohen, who is a wonderful political cartoonist. He is. Who had a picture of two men standing at a urinal. And the one said to the other, are you going to drink that? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I didn't know what it was in reference to. I thought, oh, gross. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. Only to find out now there's a thing about you're supposed to drink your own urine. And that saves you from, I don't know what saves you from the COVID or the or the horse dewormer. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is because I'm afraid to go to one of those websites and find out. Mm, folks, if you're tempted to drink your own urine, first find out exactly what it is. Why don't you? Before you put it. <laughs> I mean, we understand that. Kidneys have a function of filtering toxins out of your body, and then they get them out of the body further but in the form of urine. So what you're drinking is the castaway toxins that your body did not want in the first place. And plus, you're drinking urine, you... Excuse me. I couldn't help that. Well, but I remember when I was a kid, you know, because I lived in the mountains where it was wet all the time, um, there'd be these stories about if you were stranded in the desert, stranded on a desert island, and you were supposed to filter your urine oh. through your shirt so oh. that you could drink that. Oh, my and, God. and I was like, oh, oh, I wouldn't want to do it, but that would if that would save me, I would certainly do that. It's like they are that the urine is you. filtered through your shirt. That's all. Filter through your shirt. You filter it through sand. Whatever you need to fit to get all that extra stuff, so that you have some liquids going in. And but now it's like, what next, people? What's going to be next? You drinking your pee? You drinking some bleach? You taking some horse manure? What is going to be next for you? Have you thought about, or maybe a little? No, I'm da- that was Just not. Just put a stick of dynamite that up your ass and not do us all a favor. <laughs> We've been watching that show around the world in 80 days, oh and he got some kind of, they made some kind of tea to knock him out, and I was like, what is that? What, is, what are those seeds? What are those seeds? And they ground it up and put it in his tea, and I was looking at him, and then then they mentioned those were seeds, and I went, I went those were not seeds, because I know what seeds look like, and they didn't look like that. They used something bigger, I'm sure, so you could see that he was doing it. But it's like, now I got a sack of them seeds, and they don't look like that. Yes, you do. The same. <laughs> well, don't do that, y'all. Don't, don't do, do that. Don't, do, don't drink your pee. Don't eat your poop. Do we need to say don't eat your poop? Because I've just said it. Well. Is that the next thing? The threshold was crossed a number of years ago in the popular vernacular when there was that porno movie out called Two something two women in a cup i don't i don't know anything about <laughs> we that. may have to cut that out okay because <laughs> that's too grown up is that i'm gonna look that up don't don't it's like don't look it up porn, no no it's it what yeah it's worse than granny porn that's, it's, no it. you don't know nah, you don't i'm, I'm telling it. you 
it's going to change your life. No, You're never going to be able to forget you saw it. No, I ain't. I can't. I've not even seen it, and I'm affected for life at the thought of seeing it. <laughs> well, the thing is, people will try just about anything. Wikipedia uh, that. and Maybe you can Wikipedia it without having to actually see it. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm not looking at any visuals on this, you understand, mm -hmm. but Two Girls, One Cup is a Brazilian scat fetish film. Just in case any of y'all were curious, I'm not going any farther. No. There it, you go. It made it into popular culture. So your question was, do you think that we'll have to say, tell people not to do that? And it's probably, like, well, probably we need yeah. to. We need to remind people that, about what things are edible <laughs> and what things are not That's right. edible. You I'm just saying, some things are edible. Some things you don't necessarily want to eat, but they are edible, like, you know, grasshoppers. Or lima beans. <laughs> I love me some lima beans. I'm just teasing. I like them. Like I think my neighbor today, she, her, her little husband died last year, and yesterday was his birthday. She was just so sad. Yeah. She was like, I'm so sad. I feel so bad. I'm all by myself, and I don't feel good, and I'm hungry, and I don't feel like cooking anything, and I miss my husband. You know, that's what we all would do. I said, woman, do I need to bring you some cornbread over there and some pinto beans? So I made her some cornbread today and some uh, field peas. Oh, cool. And I said, and if the ground is not frozen hard, I will pull you some fresh green onions. So I delivered all that on the way over here. Today. Oh, So nice. I hope she, she got them off her that's little so porch. Nice. Oh. Well, I just think that's what we got to do for each other. Uh. You know, if you said... I. I just need some chicken soup right now. I'd be like, I've got some chicken. I just need to thaw it up. Mm -mm -mm. Well, you don't know what that soup meant. This is my first real home done food for a long time when I was sick. Yeah. I, and I was like, oh, we were so sick. <laughs> Y'all were sick. Sick. Sick happens. We got over it mostly, and I'm glad about mostly that. Mostly you did. Yeah. But yeah. So, well, could have been a lot worse, like I keep saying. Ain't that right? It is. Yeah. And now, see, I'm working at a job. and Where you are helping everybody out who needs help. I don't know. I hope yes, so. Yes, you are. You know you are. Well, I hope so. But we're really excited there about having that first ceremony. For y'all, for those of you who know about the shop, Ashville Raven and Crone, they're gonna have, they, we've moved recently. and We opened one week ago today, so we're recording on Wednesday. Uh -huh. And we moved, a, you know, just a block or so up on the other side of the road. But it's a little bigger, and it's it's got, it's a little bit of a different place. And we're going to have our first ritual this weekend uh, in bulk for, I, I guess it's a candle blessing. Well, and, we do, we've been doing this funny thing there for, I don't know, several years now. And it's, uh, we teach people how to make a Bridget's wheel, sometimes called a Bridget's cross. Yeah. We'll show you how to make one of those out of uh, corn shucks, mm -hmm. which is really easy to handle. And we're going to do a blessing of your candles, so you bring your candles. But you know, by the time they hear this, that will be done. Right. We'll have we will have just today. finished, yeah. yeah. So but we're going to be doing lots more things there. I've oh, got a yeah. poetry thing coming up uh, in February. Uh, me and Mary Jo Moore are going to read a brand new poetry of ripe women. Nice. 
Yes. And that'll be like a Valentine's Day. That There's going to be nice. tons of classes there. It's mm -hmm. going to be great. There are going to be some real good classes. Are we going to try and live stream the ritual? If we can. I mean, if somebody just wants to hold my phone, they can do that. We can I'd make it happen. With that. We can make and it happen. Let me give them the new address, too, for the shop. It's mm -hmm. 640 Merriman Avenue, Suite 207, up on the top. Mm -hmm. Right beside Zen Sushi. Mmm, that's a terrible place to be this side of. <laughs> now I'm going to want sushi all the time. You know, I, I will eat sushi there. I like that place. Yeah, me too. Anyway, so y'all, thank you for hanging out with us. I, I guess we don't have anything else to say, do we? Well, I, I guess we've said about all we can say. We, we are still plugging along. We're plugging along with the Revelator deck. That's kind of ground to a halt because... I've got a bunch of stuff I've got to do, and I am up to my eyeballs in, in the starting parts of this new book. So we will get that done, I promise you. The artwork's all finished, and there's just all the other stuff that has to be done. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've, I guess that's, uh, I guess that's, I don't know. Well, obviously, she's got I'm... a new T-shirt idea she's come up with. And... <laughs> I'm a terrible thief on T-shirts. I've got another one. It's got, you picture this, it's got a Aflac duck face right here. Just a duck face. Yeah. And then big old letters down here, it says B-D-S-M. And then it spells it in little letters, it says big ducks such as mallards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. My, I think my daddy must have done this, but I've always called mallards ballards. Oh. oh, look at that beautiful ballard duck. And I think my daddy probably said, no, those are called ballards. Ballards. <laughs> well, oh, as one, I, I could sit around and design T-shirts in my mind. It's just a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gosh. Well, y'all, if you'll hang with us, we will do our best to at least have something to say. We'll something, something to do. <laughs> we something will. To be. Yeah, something to laugh at. Well, we hope so. Yeah, yeah. And for the weirdlings out there, y'all need to know that Ilsa dropped her phone. Oh no! Yeah, I didn't dropped hear it that. and cracked it. And oh, no, so, if y'all are not hearing much from her, yeah, uh, she's okay. And as soon as she gets her new phone she set dropped up, her phone? yeah, oh, I guess she, it broke. I don't know the whole story, so <laughs> I just know that I got um, one message. From her husband's phone. And, and it was a photograph of her poor phone. Oh, no. Just cracked and in pieces. So, so, light to her phone. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the only thing will fix that is going to get a new phone. Oh, yeah. I saw that will fix oh, it, I'm gosh. sure. Anyway, and, and for the rest of y'all, thank you for hanging out. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Feel free to get a hold of us. And let us know if you've got suggestions or comments or memories or story you want to share. Yeah. We're not we're not above asking some of y'all to get on to Zoom and talk with us a bit. Well, and we had been doing some of that. It's probably time to do that again. Yeah, we can. Yeah. yeah. And do you think we have anybody who will talk with us? I think we've got a few people <laughs> who might be willing to say a hello yeah, yeah. and tell a little bit about what they're oh, doing. Yeah. Oh, and... You know what else? What? I'm going to tell them, you're going to be back reading again. I am. And boy, if this is not an Appalachian goodbye, I never <laughs> have I know. One. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yes, uh, my plan is to return uh, on the 
this coming Tuesday to yeah. reading at Raven and Crone again on Tuesdays while I'm in town. Yeah. I've got um, a pretty full festival schedule already for this year. So mm -hmm. there'll be weeks I won't be there. There's going to be month, a whole month I won't be there. Because mm -hmm. I'm going to be in Kansas and Illinois and Missouri and all these places. Tennessee and, yeah. and Indiana. Indiana. Indiana wants me. But I can't go. <laughs> I bet you can. <laughs> but well, yeah, so when you're when you're not out on a big world tour, um you're gonna come there on Tuesdays and yep. I work on Tuesdays. Well, <laughs> we will raise hell. <laughs> yes. Look out, y'all. Come see us. If the roof has come up off of that shopping center, you don't know why. <laughs> I know it. Because the girls are back. <laughs> Mountain gals is in the house. In the house. All right. All right, y'all. Well, this is really goodbye. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Y'all take care. Wash your hands. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals. WYRD.